5.15. Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> Sports Radio 96.7 and 13.10. It's Bob and Corby and our uh, good friend Mike Saroy here is in for uh, Danny this week. And that must mean that it's not pig pen. It's the Sea Cow's No Wake Zone. Tell me, have you ever seen such whiskers? (laughs) Growing on such a friendly snout. A wrinkled face. Funny little flippers. Aww. He's graceful in the water, though he's stout. <laughs> <laughs> you and me and a man a <laughs> swimming down the river near the deep blue sea. They tell me how the does this song exist? What? Playing in the water with a manatee. <laughs> <laughs> well, All right. here yeah, is the No Wake Zone. Welcome to the No Wake Zone, everybody. Yay. Let's slow it on down now because uh, the only enemy of the manatee is the propeller. Yes. So we're going to go ahead and keep it. Uh, true. Keep it nice and slow. Well, thanks for letting me do this. No pig pen this week, but I'm going to have a little fun, I hope. Uh-huh. So around these parts at the ticket, everybody has a different taste in music. You know, Red mm-hmm. Dirt, Giorgio, we have Jake and his rap music. Donnie knows his 80s and 90s R&B. Davey and Gordon kind of have all the 80s stuff. But nobody's uh, interest in music is more bizarre, more interesting than the Catman, Jeff Catlin, and his metal. Man, his death metal, his death core, his death grind. It's hardcore, and it seems like that it's only gotten worse over like a two-decade span. Like, he really loves this stuff. Okay, so he isn't reeling it in uh, due to, like, T T being lowered and just losing your fastball a little bit with age? I'm not going to say it's between 10 and noon, but every now and again I'll walk by and he'll be just jamming it in his office. Instead of listening to our radio station, man, it's it's hard, and I think he's like trying to pass this sound to the daughter who now is way into this stuff. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's for real. Yeah, the daughter's into it, huh? I think so. And huh. n- not often do I walk in a room and light up the face of Jeff Catlin, where he looks happy. But he he was this week as I asked him to assist me in uh, the no wake zone today. Okay, we're gonna play a game. Call it a game show if you want. It is Corby versus Dan. Wait, Bob. Wait a minute. Dan McDowell joining us. No, I'm Here comes Dan. <laughs> it is Corby versus Bob Sturm, and it's a game called Cat Band or Die. Okay. I'm going to give you the three band names. One of them is an actual cat band. The a, other two, a real death metal band. 100%. The other two are completely made up. Okay. Okay? All right. So you're going to have to decide among the three I give you. I have seven different little categories. <laughs> which one of these is real? And uh, and then, obviously, by default, which two are not? And then we'll find out from a special guest who, uh, okay. who the actual right. answer is. This okay. is great. All right. All right. Round one. Let's go down to the farm. Here are your three options. Cattle suffocation. Cattle decapitation. Cattle immolation. Which of these three is a real band? Do I write it down or can we talk? Or like, I don't understand how we're doing this. You want me to go first? It's real loose. Don't Okay, care. why don't you let me go first, okay. then he goes second. Can he pick the same as you? I guess. 
Uh, Look, the game part's just kind of mixed in. Okay. So whatever. I think cattle decapitation. No way. Is the real band? All right, we'll go back and forth, and then but you have to pick something different. Cattle right? immolation. Cattle immolation. Yeah. Let's find out who the real band is. Cattle Decapitation is an American death metal band yes. from San Diego, California. They're probably best known for their crazy-looking logo that you can't even read, but that doesn't really make them too different from any other death or black metal band out there. They've also been associated with technical death metal in the past, and Cattle Decapitation used to be on a record label called Satan's Pimp. Cat's <laughs> band is Cattle Decapitation. Cat's band is Cattle Decapitation. Corby has a point, and yes. Did he no- just read a draft profile? He did. <laughs> He did. <laughs> that is awesome. Do I own the board? <laughs> wow. Uh, no, Bob goes first. This okay, time. okay. This okay. is genius. Okay. All right. Round two is uh, six feet under. One of these three is a, is a real band. The other two are not. You ready? Okay. Coffin worm. <laughs> Coffin sex. Coffin finger. Coffin worm. Coffin sex. Or coffin finger. Correct. Coffin worm is my answer. Bob is locked. Corby? I am going for coffin finger. Let's find out who the cat band is. Coffin Worm from Indianapolis, Indiana is a blackened, sludge, doomy death metal band that was active from 2007 to 2016. And in that time, they released two albums, one of which is one of my favorite albums of all time from 2014, 418. Some of their song titles are called Sympathectomy, Instant Death Syndrome, and A Death Sentence Called Life. Coffin Worm is the Catman Band. (laughs) Man, I love this. Favorite albums of all time. <laughs> I swear, he most of these he's like, I won't even need to look anything up for these draft profiles. He just had them. <laughs> Coffin worm. We are tied at one one here in the no wake zone. This is great. Uh, Round three. Category number three. I don't have a name for it. One of these three is a real band. The other two are not. <clears throat> a little rough. We're getting a little rough here. Okay. You're going. You're going first, Corby. Yeah, Corby goes first. Okay. Almost, I practice these, but reading them is a little tougher. Drink my vomit, vomitory, vomit fountain. One of these is a real band. I likes. think that vomitory sounds like a band. Like it really does. That's yeah, where gonna, I was going. To. I'm going to have to go vomitory. Okay, Bob, so the other you don't have to do it against me. Yeah, he does. Oh, he does. Okay, all right. So, okay, what are the other two? What are the wrong two? Drink my vomit or vomit fountain. <laughs> all right, vomit fountain is the wrong answer, but uh, I, I think be. Corby's already got the right answer. Cabham. Vomitory yes! is an old school <laughs> Swedish death metal band. Formed in 1989 with their debut, Raped in Their Own Blood, Vomitory <laughs> also released Blood Rapture and the classic, Terrorize, Brutalize, Sodomize. After breaking up after their 2011 release in 2018, Vomitory announced they're getting back together. Yes! Vomitory is the Catman's band. Yes! Congratulations, Corby. You're so, leading two to one. Is that like a lavatory, but it's a vomitory? Yeah. Like, like instead of going would, to the bathroom, yes. like if you're at a concert and yeah. there's sick people. Excuse me, could you show me to the vomitory? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. <laughs> kind of curious what the members of the band look like uh, since they're getting back together. I know. You? Not good. Well, if they come to town, we can join the Catman and probably not go support them. All right, Bob, you're up first. Here's your next three pack of Cat Band or Die bands. Okay. One, of, one of these a real band that Cat likes. The other two are not. <clears throat> Goat whore, snail whore, pig whore. <laughs> Which one's a real Cat Band, Bob? I mean, when in doubt, you go with the goat, right? Because death metal is pretty obsessed with the goat. So let's go goat whore. Yeah, somehow the goat. I think it's a Satan thing. Yeah, like why are Satan people into goats? Like those are the, the most. horns, uh, maybe? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I don't it's know. It's like a pentagram, pentagram thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. why? I don't get it, though. I, whatever. I, you're right. It's got to be goat whore. I, th- I think I feel pretty good about this but one. But in honor of Danny. I'm going to go with pig whore. And that's why I put pig whore on there, because it's definitely goat whore. Here's Cat. Goat whore is from New Orleans, Louisiana, and one of my favorite bands over the last 10 years because they mine the depths of black and death metal, but infuse it with thrash metal influences on their most recent two releases, Vengeful Ascension and Constricting Rage of the Merciless. Goat whore songs often contain the themes of Satanism, witchcraft, anti-Christianity, and the occult. But recently, they've started talking about Armageddon and the Holocaust in their last two albums. Oh, it's Goat Whore. <laughs> they've lightened the mood. They've <laughs> They've decided to yeah. Bob, cast I... a sunnier disposition <laughs> on things. We're all tied up at two apiece. We're moving on to the, uh, the sacrilege portion of today's game. Uh-oh. Good. One of these three are real band. The other two are not. Corby's up first. Hang the Bishop. <laughs> Burn the priest. <laughs> Drown the nun. Wow. Which of these is a real band that Cat likes? Listen to this drummer, by the way. Pull this up. <laughs> God. All right. Burn the nun. It's soothing. Wait. No. What? No. Hang the bishop. Burn the priest. Drown the nun. <laughs> I'm going to say Hang the Bishop. And the only reason I'm saying that is because there's a Smith song with Hang the DJ in there, and it just sounds better than the other ones. But, man, this one, I have no idea. Corby's locked. See, I think the chalk is Burn the Priest. I think that's the one that seemed... Most obvious for a death metal band. To yeah, just, Bishop is kind of out just, there for a term. Like going after the nun, that just feels like even too far for them. Come on. So, the priest. Bob has burned the priest. Corby has hanged the bishop. <laughs> Catman has. Yeah, I do. Burn the Priest is a thrash metal band from Richmond, Virginia. Many think that Burn the Priest is carrying the torch of thrash metal left behind by the likes of Pantera in the 90s and Metallica, Slayer, and others in the 80s. If you're not familiar with Burn the Priest, it's because they changed their name after their debut studio album in 1999. Burn the Priest is too offensive, so they went with the much less offensive moniker, Lamb of God, since then. Lamb of God is by far far the most popular and biggest band to come out of the new wave of American heavy metal in the 2000s. See, that's but like it's Burn the Priest. That's the Catman's band. That's uh it's like uh you It'll know always be Burn the Priest to me, man. 
<laughs> it's like Pearl Jam used to be called Mookie Blaylock. Like, no, you know, yeah, people yeah. don't know that. Yeah. Lamb of God, of course I know. We all but know not, Lamb yeah, of God. never knew <laughs> Of course I know, yeah. Wow, good job, Bob. So 3-2, that's a big... 3-2. Uh, and you're holding the, the Trump card over here. Yeah, yeah I, I, I broke serve there. You're holding the huge. hammer. 3-2 is the lead. Bob, you are picking first. This is vital. Let's just th- say things are going to continue to get even weirder. Oh, no. In our next category. <clears throat> One of these three, a real band. The other two are not. <laughs> <laughs> Satan's almighty penis. <laughs> Out. Uh-oh. I need a bed under it because I can't do it otherwise. Uh, the option number two. <laughs> Satan's pussycat. Option three. Satan's nuts. Ooh. <laughs> Bob may just take a take a knee here. I, it's got to be Satan's pussycat, right? Bob is locked in with Satan's pussycat. Corby. <laughs> it can't be the penis one. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with Satan's nuts. <laughs> We slow this segment down. Catman. Satan's almighty penis? What? Is a black metal band from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and should not be confused (laughs) with simply Satan's penis from New York City, New York. They've been active since 1999, and in that time, they've managed to release two, count them, two full-length proper studio albums. Pulsing Feral Spire was the follow-up to Into the mm, of Chaos back in 2004. (laughs) Satan's Almighty is the real band. Wow. Wow. Not in a million years. Amazing. A stumper. Neither one of you guys got it right. So Bob still does have the lead, three to two. Corva, you get the pick first, and this is the final category. Okay. So we're going to have a tie at best, because I have no tiebreaker planned. Well, I'm ahead. Yeah, you're up three, two. So we can win or tie. Oh, I'm yes. saying Corby yeah. can only okay, tie. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely win. Or do we play for everything? <clears throat> Fine, this one's worth two. There you go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This one's worth five for the pentagram. Ooh. All right, one of these three is real. <laughs> for the pentagram. <laughs> One of these three is real, and the other two are not. <clears throat> Dante's dangerous dildo. What? Felix's fetus feast. <laughs> Evil Edna's horror toilet. <laughs> I don't believe any of this. Oh, my God. What's the second one? Felix's fetus feast. I'm going with that. I, they always like to work in the fetus. That's got to be it. Yeah. Felix's fetus feast is what I'm going to go with. <laughs> what are the other two? What are the two oh, fake ones? I'm going to say him, but you have to say the name of the man. You can't pick one or two. Uh, it's Dante's Dangerous Dildo or Evil Edna's Horror Toilet. Yeah, it's, it's Felix. Well, pick one, Bob. What's Edna? Evil Edna's Horror Toilet. Mike, I'd like to go with Evil Edna's Horror Toilet. (laughs) For the win, perhaps. Okay. No, it's not for the win. Catman. 
Evil Edna's Horror Club oh, is not much a cat band or a band at all. It's more a legendary collaboration and one-off with members of Magic Mushroom, Osric Tentacles, Ululators, and Webcore. They had one cassette. Yeah, it was a cassette. It came out in 1986 called Too Much Gristle in the Blank Mange. It's pretty weird. It's pretty hard to find. And if you have this in your collection, I raise the horns to you. <laughs> Evil Edna's Horror Toilet is Catman's Band. Wow! Oh, there it is! Congratulations, Bob! It's a stellar victory on your part. You've made Boy, it through the no-wake zone. It's my you first can, win in the no-wake zone. <laughs> you can put the throttle down and head out to open water. Oh, God, that was awesome. Wow, thank you, thank you so much. That was awesome by Cat, too. That really was. The draft profile Oof, music kind of made it. Yeah. <laughs> I love them. Boy, remember those draft profile beds. Those are great. All right, thank The ticket. Yeah. Should we put him on? That's up to you, bro. Yeah. Let's put him on. Let's put him on. Yeah. I wouldn't put him on. <laughs> oh, no, we're putting him on. We're putting him on Can for sure. Can we trade George for man trying to have a period? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? I, I don't know. I distance from that whole thing. Are you kidding me? How could that possibly air on a radio station? <laughs> I don't know. How can one even try that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I work with weird people. I mean, I thought that was something that just kind of happened you know what? in its I own want, way. I want that to be on my tombstone. What? Here lies Corby Davidson. He worked with weird people. <laughs> because yeah, I want the same thing. Yeah, we all need that. <laughs> it's just one person that's weird. Oh, Lord. No, no. They're all it's weird. a lot. No. Oh, now, granted, there is one that that kind of trumps everybody ever. You know, love those butterfucking blueberries. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want those kind of blueberries. No. <laughs> well, what are your thoughts on the the news of the day? Did you listen or watch? Uh, yeah, a little bit. And um, no, I mean it's always sad when some when it's an end of an era like that. You know, and I don't know. You, you can't help but like Jason Witten. I think it's a, um, I think it's kind of a strange thing in that uh, I, I did a um, an event with him just a couple of weeks ago, and he almost like laughed at the broadcast rumors. You know, and just like, oh yeah, well, you know, you can't believe everything you read. And so you were talking uh, to him? Yeah, yeah. And he was, um, you know, and off the record too, totally off the record. Yeah. Yeah, and he was, um, you know, saying, "Oh yeah, you know," the, and he was making it sound like, it, which makes me wonder if maybe the, the offer changed because he was making it sound like it was going to be more like studio stuff, huh. um, and then, you know, it comes out it's going to be on Monday Night Football. So, hey, I, I don't blame him. Fifteen years, if you play fifteen years at, at tight end, and catch that many passes and take that many hits. And then you have that kind of offer um, for a post-career uh, gig like Monday Night Football. I mean, it's, no, no matter how competitive you are or how much you want to hang in there maybe one more year to try it and chase that trophy, mm-hmm. it just makes all the sense in the world to, to do what he's doing. Yeah, and especially when you factor in that, number one, he still seems to have – his wits about him no pun intended there number two 
He's getting out of this thing without any real major injury, isn't he? I mean, he had and the lacerated yeah, spleen and wear and tear. Yeah. But I mean, as far as, as far as you know, structural. Yeah, structural. Nothing. 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 I mean, he never had any knee issues that we know of. Nope. No. Now the I'm lacerated sure the spleen. Wear and tear of 15 years will eventually catch up to him, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm sure it will. But as far as you know, that being accelerated by you know a big knee injury or uh, you know a big shoulder injury or something like that, I can't think of anything that he had. No. And, and, I, and I think that's why he's got to look back at it and go, man, I'm pretty dang lucky yeah. <laughs> man, to do what I did and uh, still be standing like this. Especially the position that he played, and I know the position's changed, but, you know, that guy played old school tight end as well where he is just off, off the tackle and, you know, participating in, in that rugby scrum that, that's that's NFL run blocking where I can't believe that somebody didn't get rolled up on every play and tear a oh, knee or tear an ankle, yeah. and somehow he got out of 15 years and it never happened to him once. Yeah, I, and he, I mean, he, you're, you're right, though. He played a lot in traffic. Yeah. And, and you know. pride in that, too. It's not as if he just kind of went, oh, well, I'll just kind of throw up an Olay block here. And, I mean, he, he, was, he was into it. He was really oh, yeah. a, a yeah. good blocker. And, yeah, like Corbett, you just right off the tackle, you know. And, yeah, basically an offensive lineman for half of it. Mm-hmm. Or more than half of it. Well, listen to these records that he holds. Receiving yards, this is all number one. Receiving yards, 12,448. Rece- these are club records? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cowboy Recep- records, yeah. Receptions, 1,152. Seasons, 15, tied with uh, Too Tall, Bill Bates, and Mark A. I didn't know Bill Bates played 15 years. Yeah. Uh, consecutive games played, 235. Career games, 239. Career starts, 229. Consecutive games started, which is probably the that's the bell cow of them, 179. 11 Pro Bowls tied for most with Bob Lilly. The most single-game receptions. He caught 18 six years ago against the Giants. Uh, most career games with 10-plus receptions. He has 11 of those. Career 100-yard games, he has 21, the most for a tight end, and consecutive games with a catch. Started in 08, ended in 2016. He had 130 games straight with a catch. It's going to be hard. Most of those will be almost impossible to break. I was going to say, those will stand for a long, long time, especially like the the consecutive games played. And, you know, you got to figure, too, like with Dirk, where Dirk is right now, in scoring, the Mavericks will never have another guy in their franchise history that will be a top six scorer in the history of the league. And no. you've got to figure the Cowboys will never have another guy in the top five all-time in receptions. That no. just doesn't happen. No, that kind of longevity. And, you know, I mean, look at those numbers. You know, that was – those stood just being in that many games from Bob Lilly to, to Two Tall Jones. You're talking about, yeah. you know, two guys in 50 years. So – yeah, moving forward, I just you just don't have many careers like this where you go 15 years with that kind of productivity. And even last year, though, though it fell off a little bit. It wasn't as if he had eight catches for 10 yards. <laughs> you know, right. he still had a decent year. It, it was a bit of a fall off, but he was still a very productive player. Boy, and just now looking at it, the <laughs> having to deal with not just the position, but the man, the leader the captain everything 
that void inside that room and on that field and on that team you cannot even come close to accounting for it no you know you don't replace that i mean it it does point at the quarterback even more now though i think it puts that much more emphasis and uh, i guess you could say pressure on dak and yeah whose team is this now the linemen start stepping up you know maybe this becomes um you know frederick and martin's team a little more too and maybe they fill some of that void it's a mess. It's it's weird because you kind of want to look back and, you know, talk about what a great dude he is, and obviously he is, and just the legacy of Jason Witten. But you get slapped into reality pretty quickly when you realize that suddenly it's the worst tight end situation in the NFL, and it's not even close here. Man, I know. I mean, uh, I hope that Schultz kid from Stanford can play a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, what's it like? Boy, yeah, if he can't, they got a real problem. I guarantee you, man, that kid was like, oh, my God, I got drafted by the Cowboys. I'm going to come in here, and I'm going to learn from Jason Witten. It's going to be unbelievable. And now suddenly it's, boy, I hope you can fill Jason Witten's shoes. He's yeah. like 21 or something. Like, oh, God, no, I can't. No. I mean, uh, and, I, and I talked to someone um, with the organization who, you know, they were pretty excited about Rico Gathers last year, but I haven't heard any hype about him since last year's preseason. No, and I, I, you know, I don't know if that's that's a logical solution. They may have to, you know, what they may have to go out and get somebody. The ticket. Now, Danny is an artist, and I don't mean Oink. in the truest sense of the artist word. I mean he is an artist at one thing and one thing only. Like he is, he is at the Picasso level uh, of not listening and repeating what we say. He did it today. He's the king. Yeah, you yeah, did do it today. There, it was a little bit of chaos going on at the time, <laughs> but yeah, maybe I did. Yeah, he might get a mulligan for this. Yeah. But coming in a strong second and making a, a big push here lately, you will find our old friend Mike Reiner. Mike Reiner. <laughs> oh, God. Now, this one is amazing. And I mean that with tons of respect. Because sometimes, most of the time when Danny is not listening, you'll we'll say something, there, we'll continue a conversation for like 15, 20 seconds with no Danny, and then he'll chime in and be like, yeah, did you guys hear about Watergate? Right after we had mentioned Watergate. Watergate? You know? Right. You bros in on this Watergate thing? It's totally Did you ever cool. see a guy with a fake head? We're like, yeah, dude, that's what we're talking about right now. We am talking about Watergate. But mostly he's not involved in the conversation. He just jumps in, you know? Yeah, I was doing we're other doing. stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's back there, you know, yelling at Mino or whatever. Always. Yep, always yelling at Mino. But in this particular instance... What makes this so fascinating and so riveting and so genius is that you are participating in the conversation, commenting on what you're going to repeat mere seconds later. So let's listen. It's next level. Let's listen to Mike as we are talking about uh, Texas voting on whether or not to get rid of daylight savings and what that would mean for sports watching, late night sports watching, 
Here is the conversation. Would that not be weird, though, that on a random not one of his better ones. Wednesday night when the Mavericks are out in L.A. playing the Clippers or the Lakers or the Warriors or whoever, mm-hmm. and it's a 10.30 tip? Would hurt the television ratings, I'll bet you. 10.30? Yeah, it'd be weird. Be weird, dude. Yeah. All right. Are you armed with that information? Yes. Mavericks traveling no. west. Playing okay. the Lakers. Playing Golden State. All right, get y- on with this. You commenting, I bet that would hurt their ratings. Okay. Do you understand what we're saying here? Yes. All right, here we go. Would that not be weird, though, that on a random not one of his better ones. Wednesday night when the Mavericks are out in L.A. playing the Clippers or the Lakers or the Warriors or whoever, mm-hmm. and it's a 10.30 tip? Would hurt the television ratings, I'll bet you. 10.30? Yeah, it'd be weird. be weird to, yeah, or like a baseball game or something that went into extra innings and you're, like, watching it at a bar and they kick you out because they're closed and it's not over yet. That would happen quite a bit. Yeah. Mavericks-Lakers games would start at 10.30. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that, would you? You hear that, Corby? The Lakers were good again. Mavericks-Warriors games I don't like the way the Lakers play. Mm. Would we... I mean, (laughs) so, so, what now that it's next level is unreal. (laughs) It's next level (laughs) where within seconds of commenting on what you, you didn't have your head buried in the sand. You were not on your iPad looking at, uh, X hamster or whatever you're into these days. You were looking <laughs> as as any. you were looking at me commenting. And yet you came up with this closed gym. and it's not over yet. That would happen quite a bit. Yeah. Mavericks Lakers games would start at ten thirty. Now Mino, you weren't listening either because you kept playing drops. I was just in shock. You yeah, maybe but you yeah, were trying I, I to probably save wasn't him here. listening. He ner- he nervous peed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that, would you? You hear that, Corby? <laughs> the Lakers were good again. Mavericks Warriors game. I don't like the way the Lakers play. Mm. We just... I mean, hey, you know, fun with real audio is coming up sometime. What is that not right? You hear that, Mike? <laughs> and then you're not even aware what you did. Is that not right? <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that not right? What is that not right? You hear that, Mike? No, you're you're right, but we were right about a minute ago talking about the exact same thing. Oh. <laughs> you're, oh. you're the three-eyed raven. You are the three-eyed raven. And that is my favorite part of it all is the, oh, right about a minute ago talking about the exact same thing. Oh. You're, <laughs> you're the three-eyed raven. You are the three-eyed raven. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and that, I don't think, can be topped. Sure I, it can. I don't know sure if can. that can be topped. That is world-class. That is Eric Hyden. That is Michael Jordan. That is whoever you want to put at the top of their sport. I'll top it next week. That is unbelievable and impressive all at the same time.
Uh, yeah, oh, sorry. You can say, no. you know what? We might have time before the concert calendar. Okay. That'd okay. be fun. Yeah. That'd be fun because we have a new Metal Bats entry, and uh, we don't want to stop uh, the Metal Bats train for sure. You decided to forego Metal Bats for that? Of course we did. Do you understand what you did? Do you understand what Metal Bats is? Uh, trust me, metal, I know. Metal Bats should trump that no, any day of, any no, of the week. No, metal, no, if we have a new Metal no. Bats entry, that should trump everything any day of the week. No. No. Everybody wants to hear Metal Bats. <laughs> but nobody I mean, wants I'll top, to hear I'll them. I'll top that next week. Metal Bats comes along how often? We're down to about once a week now because we're on the lookout for it. 